Coming up tonight, carnage on the streets, two murders within 24 hours, and a double shooting overnight. Investigators are calling for peace. Plus, business is booming for the orange economy. Our Italia Hall talks tourism potential for Bahamian creatives. And later, the love continues as we reveal the second winner of the Our Love Story Valentine's giveaway. The prizes get better and better. These stories and so much more as our news weekend starts now. This is our news weekend. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. I'm Megan Shepard. A bloody weekend here in the capital as the murder toll continue to climb with shooting after shooting, keeping police, investigators and even the media moving from scene to scene. The last 48 hours have been nothing short of tragic, but the news got worse as the day culminated with a horrific suicide near the busy tourist hub of Paradise Island. Eyewitnesses in the area of Portis Key Dock and the Paradise Island Bridge looked on in horror this afternoon as a woman jumped to her death from the eastern or old Paradise Island Bridge. A nearby boat retrieved the body of the unidentified female, but she was already dead. The dramatic suicide made the rounds on social media. Not long after, Police Inspector Ferguson briefed the media. Officers responded to this area, however, on their initial arrival, they did not see the female in question. Officers were then alerted to persons who were on a vessel nearby in the area that they had retrieved an adult female body from the water and she appeared to be unresponsive at the time. CPR was, CPR was administered to the female. EMS also responded. They also attempted to administer CPR, however their resuscitation efforts proved unsuccessful and they determined that she showed no signs of life. Police described the victim as a female in her early 30s. She was wearing a black sweater top and a pair of shorts. They also described her as heavy and dark complexion. With no identification, police are asking the public to come forward should there be a missing female family member. As this appears to be suicide, police also giving some advice to those who are having challenges or know of people who are. You can call the crisis hotline. You can also contact social services. There are a number of counselors that you can reach out to who are ready and able to assist. We have church, we have community leaders, we have persons who are going through a difficult time. We ask you to reach out to persons that you feel comfortable with, who you have built a rapport with, that you trust, that you can share your most deepest concerns with, and so that they can pro provide, provide you with the proper guidance. Now police were barely on the scene of the suicide when news of yet another shooting hit. This one in Yellow Elder Gardens. The victim is in hospital receiving treatment for his wounds. Police were able to provide only limited details while still on the scene of the suicide. Upon the arrival, the victim in that matter, an adult male, he was transported to hospital via a private vehicle. At this time, additional information is still forthcoming and once we have the proper update, we will come back and 
uh, properly update you. Murder number 22, the second in 24 hours, was the third shooting at the time here in New Providence. The murderous bloodbath continuing this weekend with more grim reminders of the escalating crime problem. Police were called to that murder scene around 7 this morning after the Nassau Village community was awakened by dozens of gunshots on Matthew Street. A blue Honda Accord sprayed with bullets, then crashed into a tree. And inside, a lifeless adult male with multiple gunshots. EMS pronounced him dead on the scene. In their report to the media, police say the driver had just arrived at a house in the area when three men, all believed to be armed with high-powered weapons, jumped out of a light-colored Japanese model vehicle and opened fire. The victim is believed to be in his late 20s to early 30s. He is not known to police. And that's why we are encouraging persons that if you are in the company of persons who are prolific offenders or who may be targets, correction, who may be on bail for serious offenses, you can become a target or a victim yourself. And so we're sending a strong appeal to please refrain. And also, if you see something, say something. Provide us with the information that is necessary to bring these matters to a close. With three shootings in a short space of time, Inspector Desiree Ferguson admitting police are concerned about the large amount of weapons on the streets. She issued a familiar but real plea to the community to help. If you know that persons may be in possession of weapons, provide us with the intel so that we're able to prove those matters a bit further. We're able to look into that and we're able to remove those weapons from the streets. Just yesterday, we were able to take two weapons from the streets of New Providence and persons are in custody, custody for those weapons. In the middle of the two murders, police were responding to another double shooting on Quarry Mission Road. A 33 and 19-year-old male were also shot by men in a white Japanese model vehicle around 7.30 last night outside a home on Quarry Mission Road off of Nassau Street. The 33-year-old was hit in the abdomen and the 19-year-old was hit in the left arm. The suspects got away. Both victims went to hospital. The 33-year-old is currently in critical condition, while the 19-year-old is in stable condition. Police are appealing to the public for any information that can assist to call police or Crime Stoppers at 328-TIPS. Now, in addition to this morning's gruesome killing, just yesterday another man was murdered after being ambushed by a group of men in a small Japanese vehicle and armed with assault weapons. On January 11th, a grandmother was killed and a two-year-old boy was shot to the head in another ambush-style killing where suspects were said to be lying in wait in nearby bushes. While these are just three incidents presenting similarities in the ambush-style killings involving assault weapons, there are several other murders that occurred in the same fashion. And with so many murders and shootings with similarities, we asked police today if any of these incidents could be related. I will not speculate as to whether those incidents are related or they are connected in some way, but if that takes us to that, to that, that, to that vein, we, we, will, we will certainly explore that. But at this time, it's too early to tell. We are in the infancy stages of our investigation. Meantime, police on Grand Bahama taking a proactive step to prevent crime on the Northern Island. Several government and private agencies teamed up to try and help. 
From the fear of crime to a myriad of concerns in the community, ACP Shanta Knowles, as the officer in charge for the Northern Bahamas, is trying to address the concerns of Pinders Point residents by getting other agencies involved. So far, I've heard that this is a good initiative. They are pleased to see the police. They are pleased to see so many people from the community here. I wish that there was someone from the health department because we've met a number of residents with health issues and one of their, that, that's one of the concerns that we have. So Urban Renewal has taken uh, information on, for those, from those people and we will turn it over to the relevant agency so that those people can get some assistance. The police force is also partnering with the Department of Immigration and Urban Renewal. Senator Kirkland Russell says residents were grateful to have their concerns heard. Persons have been um, still concerned about uh, roof repairs. Persons have some health, health challenges that they want to know how they could get some help. People have some social services, some NIB challenges. So the whole eye there is to bring a, a multi-group of agencies together, walk the communities, hear the person's concerns, and have the relevant persons there who can address them in the shortest possible way. It, it's all about bringing relief, um, comfort, uh, uh, removing the anxiety uh, um, from our residents. Defense Force Officer Daryl Jones says he looks forward to continued proactive initiatives to keep statistics low. I think this is a good initiative that has been doing that has been done here, and this is not the first one that Defense Force has been a part of, and I could see us doing more walkabouts along with the police in the near future. The National LEAD Institute was founded recently in an effort to provide programs and services to at-risk youth. President and CEO Troy Clark. We are a nonprofit organization and we are partnered with the police force where we do prevention with, we know you have fentanyl uh, uh, in our communities now. You have other substances that are in community and also we work with police urban renewal in the public school system with more than 30 students who are challenged and helping them in behavioral modification. Well, we've got lots more news to get to this evening, but first, meteorologist Ian McKinsey has a check on weather. Ian. Thanks, Megan. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to your Sunday evening forecast. Currently outside our studios, we're under mostly cloudy skies with a temperature of 74. Our winds are from the south-southeast at 17 miles per hour with a comfortable feels-like temperature of 71. Current temperatures across the country at this time in our nation's second city, we have 72, 70 in Marsh Harbor, a set of 74s in Great Harbor Key, the capital, and in Nicholstown, 75 in Allistown, Bimini, and 68 in Governor's Harbor, Eleuthera. For the Central Bahamas, we have 71 in Camps Bay, 74 in Georgetown, 77 in Deadman's Key, Long Island, 66 in Coburn Towns in Salvador, and 76 in Arthurstown, Kid Island. For the Southeast Bahamas, we have Duncantown, Ragged Island at 79, as well as Delectable Bay, Acklands, 78 in Kernel Hill, 81 in Matthew Tang, 77 in Abraham's Bay, Meaguana, and 76 in Providencialis, Turks and Caicos. This is where things get interesting. Taking a look now at our satellite and radar imagery, where we had a broad area of showers and thunderstorms that moved across South Florida, entered our area, and prompted several severe weather warnings and watches. Stick around, we'll tell you more about this system and so much other weather factors that's going to play a role with it straight ahead.
Still to come, tackling crime through education. The Chinese embassy partnering with a local parliamentarian to reach the youth early. Plus, heading to the big screen, our Marlena Leonard talks one-on-one with Grand Bahamian finalists of the Star Film Institute competition. The details coming up when our news weekend returns. Are you or a loved one under medical care? Do you need affordable medical supplies? Ports International is the largest home health care supplier. Medical supplies at the very best price. And you can even shop online. From hospital beds to wound care, wheelchairs to walkers, Ports is a one-stop shop for your medical supplies and we accept insurance. We have online shopping and two locations to serve you at the Airport Industrial Park and Shirley Street. We also ship to the Family Islands. Shop online and visit us on Facebook. Call Ports at 377-1771. The orange economy, known as the sector for creatives, boomed last year with lots of opportunities associated with the 50th Independence Anniversary celebrations. RS Vice President and Group Head of Investment, David Slatter, recently spoke with our Italia Hall about the potential in tourism for creatives. So when they go back, it's not just, eh, it was okay. I want them to go back and go, yeah, man, it was really good. I'd recommend you go. Um, and whether it's, you know, a Junkanoo experience or the Junkanoo Museum that's at the cruise port is pretty darn impressive. I think it's very affordable and worth a visit. So anybody in the Bahamas and Nassau, you haven't gone yet, go check it out. Um, and there's just a lot of potential, right? I mean, you look at the buildings that are not being utilized in this downtown core that could be utilized and leveraged um, for Traditional tourist stuff, but also, as you say, uh, the orange economy, um, uh, whether it's the music, the arts. For example, in a little town in Canada where my father's from, they have uh, these famous artists. And all through the town, you have these these massive copies of, of artwork positioned on walls. So as you're walking through the small town, you get to experience all of the great art from these artists from that region. There's no reason why downtown we couldn't have our great artists, their work, positions. So when tourists are walking, they get, they, they get to experience that. And, and, of course, you can leverage that by selling, you know, prints and all that of Bahamian artwork. So uh, whether it's artwork, music. Reporting for our news, I'm Italia Hall. Experts have long linked our crime problem to education. While receiving a donation of five desktop computers, both the area MP and administrators admit that the crime problems now facing the country could be addressed through better education. The People's Republic of China presenting the Adelaide Primary School with five desktop computers this week. It's where a member of Parliament for Golden Isles, Vaughn Miller, in thanking the embassy, also addressed the ongoing crime issue. It is sad, it is unfortunate, that of all the inmates in our correctional facility, it is said that 90% of them are under the age of 35. And of that 90%, of, of that, nine, almost 90% of them do not have a high school diploma. That is sad. That is an indictment on our society. It's an indictment on our educational system. That's a problem. That's a challenge. And that's what us men must deal with. And we intend to do that. 
Ambassador to the Bahamas, Her Excellency Ching Li Dai, challenging the students to use the new computers to better themselves and stay on the right path. I do hope these computers will contribute in a small way to sowing the seeds of interest and commitment um, from the boys and girls here to a study of technology. Yeah. You know, the, the minister raised a very serious subject of fighting crime. I think only by focusing on the study, only by turning yourself into a proper citizen who is properly educated, can we uh, avoid the serious issue of crime in this country. So I do hope all of you will study hard and turn out to be the adult that you all want to be. A grateful school principal, Rochelle Coakley, acknowledging these computers will make a developmental difference for the students. These computers will facilitate our students learning about sustainability, learning about taking care of the environment, and being the best boys and girls to build a better Bahamas. And that's what we're all about, building a better Bahamas. And so we thank you as we are on that road to building a better Bahamas. Eight Bahamian playwrights and TV filmmakers are finalists of the Star Film Institute Competition's 2023-2024 season. Two of those finalists are Grand Bahamians. Our Marlena Leonard introduces us to them. Star Film Institute committee member C. Gillian Gray says it's significant that the finalist plays are premiering in Grand Bahama. Having the Star Film Institute have both of the stage productions here in Grand Bahama Island, it's very significant. It's reviving Grand Bahama Island's uh, entertainment scene. And you know, I know that the Ministry for Grand Bahama is pushing to have Grand Bahama Island as the home of events and entertainment. So this comes right in line with that. And I'm so pleased that the stage production is going to be here on February 24th. The productions also boast all Bahamian casts, which Grace says spreads the opportunities beyond the writer-producers entered in the competition. Janaya Seymour is a finalist in the television drama category, with her project titled Fate or Fortune. Seymour calls it a learning experience and a series of firsts. This is my first time writing, acting, um, producing. My cast is amazing. The crew is amazing. I have the best crew in the Bahamas. Um, when I saw the flyer, I decided why not, you know, take a chance on us and try something different. And I just said yes, and I've loved it ever since. To the Bahamian public, when you see us, support us. Just support, support, support. When you see it in IMAX, when you see the flyers, when you see the tickets for the Regency, just go out and buy it and support, support, support. This is our stories. The this is our chance to be on the world stage. Theater finalist Shauna Joseph's play A Will to Love is not her first venture in theater, but she says she's grateful the opportunity has been extended to Grand Bahamians, where many are often Nassau-centric. I mean, it was great because, um, like you said, we don't you know, always get these opportunities. And so it was a, a great opportunity for Grand Bahama for us to represent Grand Bahama. We love our island, and so it's a pleasure to be able to represent um, Grand Bahama in this um, competition. And there will be some big industry players watching the shows at the Regency Theatre later this month. And we do have industry professionals who will be judging. So if you want to meet the stage production manager for Power or Venom, or you want to meet Roger Bob, who would have helped Tyler Perry with 11 of his productions, come on out and be a part of it. See the amazing Bahamian talent that's going to be on display. And let us know who you're rooting for. Reporting for Our News, I'm Marlena Leonard. 
When our news comes back from the break, the John Canoe community coming together to pay final homage to a John Canoe legend. We have the details on the other side of this break. Junkanoo community saying farewell to a Junkanoo legend and icon, the late Anthony Huck Williams. He was fondly remembered by Junkanoo's in Grand Bahama and New Providence recently. Former co-leader of the Swingers Junkanoo group, Mark Gardner, emphasizing the impact that Huck had on Junkanoo lovers, pointing out that every group on Grand Bahama, in addition to two groups out of New Providence, all found it important to come together and celebrate Huck. We have individuals who have left Grand Bahama, unfortunately, from 2002, 2003 for economic reasons. They are here today, have not been in the Bahamas for 20 years. You have them now gathering to pay honor and tribute to a man like Huck Williams. He opened his home to, to, to countless young individuals to give them a sense of hope and a sense of pride in what is our national culture. Chairman of One Family Junkanoo Group, Christina Muffin Fernander, also on island to pay her respects. She says Huck and his organization were always gracious whenever they showed up. During the past few years, and they had um, many um, Junkanoo rushes that were held here in Grand Bahama. Um, the Swingers Junkanoo Group, through Huck, um, always extended the use of their Junkanoo space, their shack, um, to one family. And we are most truly and are very grateful for that, um, up to last year, actually. And along with that, we have a combined unison where there are members of the Swingers group that comes to Nassau and rushes along with one family. And one family um, extends the courtesy here. And still to come, the winner of an amazing prize in honor of the season of love. Still to be revealed. Stick with us. It's that time on a Sunday evening to wind down and prepare for the week ahead. As to what you can expect weather-wise, meteorologist Ian McKinsey is back with your extended weather forecast. Thanks, Megan. Good evening, everyone, and welcome back. Here's a look now at your extended forecast where we have a broad area of cloudiness, and this is associated with a low-pressure system that's dragging a cold front through the northwest Bahamas. This should continue to generate some showers on and off throughout the course of the night and into tomorrow. Taking a look now at your boating forecast where we have an advisory coming into place on Monday courtesy of that low pressure system. Winds will be westerly 10 to 15 but getting up to 15 to 25 knots tomorrow evening. Seas 2 to 4 feet building up to 5 to 8 feet by Monday evening. Low tide tonight at 8.41 p.m. High tide tomorrow at 3.22 a.m. 
the central and southeast Bahamas, we have an advisory already in place. Wind southwest to west 15 to 25 knot seas, building 5 to 8 feet over the ocean. Let's look now at your national forecast. And in your extended forecast, we have that funnel system slowly dragging through the area. This should continue to support some shower activity. Expect breezy conditions to pick up late Tuesday into Wednesday. Things should taper off a bit. But for you boaters, we're asking you to remain import swimmers on shore. Expect those highs to get up into the mid to upper 70s, lows hanging around in the mid 60s. That's a wrap in your evening forecast. Make it a great, safe, fun night, everyone. And now it's time to announce the next winner of our Valentine's Our Love Story giveaway. Nine amazing fans have a chance at this week's surprise gift. Let's see who our winner is. Trevor Forbes, you have earned a fantastic prize, a special gift basket from our partners at Caribbean Wines and Spirits, and a gift card from our family over at John Bull. But Sundays mean double the love, so we're taking a second spin to give another lucky winner a chance to feel the love this season. Let's see who our second winner will be. Gibbs, you have earned a very special prize, two tickets to see Brian McKnight and Karen White in concert at the Amphitheater in the Nassau Cruise Port on February 10th. Congratulations to you both. You will be contacted by our digital team about collecting your prizes. Please don't worry, the love doesn't end here. Stay tuned this Thursday and Friday for just two more chances to win big before Valentine's Day. The prizes get bigger and better. Congratulations again to Trevor Forbes and Joanne Gibbs and a huge thank you to all of our partners especially Caribbean Wines and Spirits and John Bull and to all our viewers pay attention our love could mean your luck and thank you for joining us for our news of weekend tonight on behalf of the entire team I'm Megan Shepard have a safe and wonderful evening